This is a Kitty Pod production. The Keep It To Yourself podcast is recorded on the ancestral land of the Mohican tribe. The Keep It To Yourself podcast is produced and recorded by a real-life human being for other real-life human beings. Though I hope one of these days we can replace this host with Chant GPT. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! Hey folks, Jay Bullet here, and welcome back to another archived episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast as I continue my vacation week. This episode you're going to hear came about a year after the episode you heard back on Tuesday. This dropped about mid-August 2019. This was the last vacation I took before COVID hit. And it was the same place as the year previous, Cape Cod, except there were two less people and two less dogs on this trip than there were the year previous. So without any further ado, we'll get you to that episode and sometime in the next week or two, episode 195 of the Kitty Pod will be hitting your fees and your ear holes. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. From Television City in Hollywood. Welcome to episode 83 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. My name, of course, and as always, is Jason Bullitt. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, updater, pussy, imitator, assassinator, baby. The man of the hour, woo, too sweet to be sour, Jack. And I am back from Cape Cod, my vacation. I'll tell you all about in this episode. I'm recording this podcast just two days after I got back on Sunday, the 11th of August. 2019. Well, just a quick note on what I did before I went on vacation. The day my sister, husband, and nephew all left, well, her husband, I should say, pronounce pal, I helped Frank Sicari organize the Summer of Littles meetup. This is about the halfway point of the summer hiatus of the Tony Kornheiser show, and there are venues going on all over the United States and other parts of the world, too. And by that, I mean the UK and Australia. There's even one going on in Alaska. Well, I decided, well, let's have New York's Capital Region get in on the action. By the way, this is a vanity portion also tied in with Tales of the Collar City. Hit washed out, please. And I say, well, let's get Frank Sicari, good friend and fellow little involved. So we were scheduled to have this thing at the Franklin Alley Social Club. Now, FASC is more of a late night spot, but we decided that the organizers, wherever they were, the festivities would start at 5 o'clock local time. Well, only one other person showed up, a female little, whose name escapes me at the moment, came all the way from suburban Albany, and that was about it. We didn't have much to go on, so really not much to speak of. We gave it a shot, 
Hopefully we'll do better next year. Maybe not have FASC involved. We try to organize it somewhere else. Don't want to freeze Frank out of the whole deal. This is his full-service for-profit establishment we're talking about. So not much to, to speak in that whole deal. Just took a little walk around downtown Albany. I think I wound up getting a hot dog at FASC. I was looking for some place to eat. Vegan hot dog, of course. So we tried this year. Hopefully we'll do better next year on that front. Now... I want to discuss a slight format change here. I was inspired by Peter Winston, host of Greetings from Allentown and co-host of a podcast that comes out every now and then, which every now and then, hello, Mimi Fugri, you know, my mind's just coming back to the Cape now or from it. Anyway, uh, co-host of a podcast that comes up every now and then called the Adams Division Podcast with Steve Bennett of the Sportscasters. He came back this past week. More on him in a bit. And he did thing like starting with the year after he was born, he just did like best sports moments. Well, I've only got one in the can here, so it'll be like best sports moments. A noteworthy song from that year, and possibly the biggest headline from that particular year. So this is going to take a while. This is going to be about the next uh, nine months. This is going to take us right into 2020. So about from now till May of 2020, if I were to do this once a week, but... Could end earlier than that. Not making any promises. So just have that marked out for the next 36, almost 37 episodes. Got them ready for big sports moments of 2020. Hopefully this ends before you know who gets reelected. Or not. Cross your fingers. But anyway, before we get to podcast shoutouts, I'm going to do this early. Let's get to the biggest sports moment of 1983, as this is episode 83. I'll have to agree with Peter Winston, even though I'm somebody who wasn't really around or my cognizant life didn't start in 1983. I was supposed to be born that year, but unfortunately I was born 10 weeks premature. So that meant I came out nine days before Christmas the previous year. But 1983 was pretty much one of those years where there lacked some rather noteworthy moments. That was the only one I could pull out of my own rear end on that whole deal. Sure, I could have had John Riggins and the Washington Redskins, that big run in Super Bowl 17 against the Dolphins. But I decided to go with college basketball on that whole deal, even though football is starting up. And rather somberly, that is such a word, we're going to go to the return of In the News. And if we have any listeners in either El Paso, Texas, or Dayton, Ohio... Hearts out to you. We had two mass shootings within hours of each other and seemingly half a continent away. I have my quote-unquote therapy dog, Otis, who somehow has joined me during this thing, trying to be serious about it. But he joined me up here. And, uh, I mean, I hate to get on my soapbox, but there has to be some kind of meaningful gun control. Somebody's got to rein in the National Rifle Association. I don't know what else to say, but hearts out to El Paso, hearts out to Dayton. Two more mass shootings, and there seems to be so many of them. I don't know what's going to reverse the trend or stop it in its tracks, but I did read that uh, somewhere on Twitter. I don't know who said it. The name escapes me at the moment. But there was somebody who said that America was founded on just this sort of thing, like genocide. Wow, it's too extreme a term. I don't know what this person said verbatim. But it was in America's DNA because that's how America was founded. So unfortunately, that's very hard to get rid of. 
And in the words of Forrest Gump, that's all I've got to say about that. Sorry to bring the mood down, but there you go right there. Let's get things back on the positive side, shall we? Because we're going to get to the main business of the show here, or at least this episode thereof, and that is recapping my week on Cape Cod. Now, before we really get into things here, I feel as though an explanation's in order, or some type of explanation. As you may have noticed, I titled this episode Cape Cod Ferragosto. So I need to explain what that last word is. Ferragosto, according to the Wikipedia article, is a public holiday celebrated on August 15th in Italy and other places too. It coincides with the major Catholic feast of the Assumption of Mary. By metonymy, it is also the summer vacation period around mid-August, which may be a long weekend or Ponte di Ferragosto, or most of August. Well, in this case, Arlo Ferragosto takes place the first full week of the month of August, and it happened in the United States of America, or at least the northeastern portion thereof, and involved me driving down to meet the rest of my family in Chatham, Massachusetts, on Cape Cod. The rest of my family had departed that Saturday, so... It was just me at the house most of the weekend, looking after the dog. And, of course, my dad came back after visiting his companion. We'll call it that, air quotes, whatever you want to do. And we had a little chat. He came home Sunday night. Actually, he took me out to dinner the night before. I'd already packed my car. I was looking to save it. I turned out an invite to a friend's house to go to a pool party because I was saving both my trunks and my car for Cape Cod. Those trunks would come into use later on in the week. More on that in just a moment. So Monday came, about 9 o'clock in the morning. I had the car all packed up, ready to go. I bid Otis the Wonder Dog farewell. And about 9 a.m., after a stop at the local Walmart, I get on the road. I make stops at, I believe, a rest area on the Mass Pike. I didn't make too, too many stops. I did stop for lunch, though. Now, here's the thing. I was looking to save money on the trip over, so over the weekend or sometime before, I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I packed it in this little uh, carrying case. It used to be, I think it used to hold some uh, deli meat in a past life, but I reused it, or repurposed it, if you will, as a sandwich holder. So I'm parked up at the rest area. I say, I'm just going to let the window down. It's a rather nice day, as it was. And I said, well, I'm just going to knack on this sandwich and get a little some snacks here. I stopped at the Walmart for those. And I just had a nice little time to eat and walked around a little bit. And then that was that. That was the last rest area before you get to Cape Cod. And I arrived at this house in Chatham, this rental property, sometime before 3.30. I told my sister that's where I was going to be, and somehow it all worked out. Now, this was a different setup in Chatham than I had the pre-year before in Harwich. Go back to what I believe is episode number, I 
53 for last year's travails. A little different this time around. Number one, no dogs. Number two, dad wasn't with us. Number three, instead of cutting the cord, Comcast had the cable box going. The owner of this property left us a cable box, so we went back in time somewhat, whereas we were forced to cut the cord. My host commandeered the cable box, but it's all right. I had my phone as long as the Wi-Fi held. I had YouTube TV, and I got the Boston station there too. Somehow they also gave me the ABC affiliate out of Manchester, New Hampshire. I didn't watch that too much, but I did stream the NBC affiliate out of Boston. That's how I got the news and traffic and weather. Well, not traffic necessarily. It wasn't going to have any bearing on my time on the Cape. The weather sure did, and also wanted to keep up with what was going on in the world too. That's just how I roll. I got my own room. My nephew acted as a bellboy slash tour guide, and he showed me to my room. He showed me around the property. There was a hammock, no fire pit this year. We didn't have much of a back patio. Last year, we had a back deck, what could be called a back deck or patio or whatever. Here, it was just a patio, a set of six deck chairs, and just some overgrown weeds where the stones were. Somebody get a brother, or can a brother get some... Hold on, my dad's texting me. I got personal business here. One sec. Such are the pitfalls of recording on your iPhone and your iPhone only instead of investing like, you know, big boy podcast recording equipment. But such is the blue collar nature of this podcast. I'm willing to put up with such, uh, you know, technical difficulties. Oh, that's inappropriate. I say that for lack of something better. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, jeez, I'm all over the joint. My mind's still on the cape for some reason. Come back to half moon, my brain. Come on. Where we? Oh, yeah, well, Hunter showed me around the house. That's my nephew slash godson, if we haven't established that already. Pronouns, pal. I know, Vince. I got that in. So it was kind of a quiet. I was going through, like, the accommodations, the amenities. You know, my nephew showing me around. It's kind of an uneventful Monday night around the pad. Tuesday, the weather, I got to admit, was not the best, at least on Tuesday anyway. We were originally going to go to Hyannis, but traffic is never not busy going there. And plus, there was the weather and also the funeral of Robert Kennedy's granddaughter, Saoirse Kennedy Hill, who two days before we made our way under the cape, actually, I did, made me feel great, you know. Sometime before the Bullet family, my sister's portion thereof, made their way under the cape, was found dead at the Kennedy compound in Hyannis. And sad situation right there. Yet another tragedy befalling the Kennedy family. Who knew? Alright, sorry for the dramatic pause right there, but there you go. So, busy traffic. We decided, my sister decided, rather, to turn around. Like, ah, we're just going to go into town. We stopped at this store called Cuffy's in West Yarmouth. And it was rather busy. There were people trying to get out of the rain, do a little shopping. Because outdoor activities, like the beach and it, were pretty much off limits at this point because of the weather. So I shopped around, didn't find anything in the main store, so I walked across the parking lot to Cuffy's General Store, 
And that's where I got some candy, a little old school, old timey candy. Got a couple of Mallow Cups, got to relive my childhood. And I got myself a jar of cranberry ginger jelly. That ought to be good on a piece of toast, even though I am trying to cut down on carbs. And then we decided after a few stops, we're going to go into town in Chatham. There was this little craft fair that was going on outside this Universalist Congregation Church right in the village. And then we split up. I went to the yellow... Went to the Yellow Umbrella. Got a book for hunting. I'm one of those Mr. Men books like I did for last year. I got a Mr. Nonsense. I found out, much to my sister's surprise, she had gotten a book, too, called Mr. Busy. I also got the, the late Fred Cusick's memoirs. Fred Cusick, who passed away 10 years ago next month, was for many years the voice of the Boston Bruins NHL team. He's the guy who, who called the famous goal by Bobby Orr in the 1970 Stanley Cup Finals. This was 49 years before the Blues had their revenge like they had this past June. As well as other memorable moments in Bruins history, including but in no ways limited to Brad Park's game-winning overtime goal in the 1983 Stanley Cup playoffs to see off the Buffalo Sabres. Well, how's this for a coincidence? That great sports moment also took place in 1983, so I've got two on the board. I may have to recant what I said earlier about 1983 not being that great of a sports year, but I digress. Anyway, I got all the shopping done. I met up with the rest of the family at this place called Chatham Cookware, which was actually this nice little cafe slash deli. Ate sandwiches there. Uh, this was kind of a cheat week for me. I'm trying to cut down on cards, but this was kind of a cheat week for me. But I didn't mind. I don't know what it is I have. I don't want to tell. But I had a good lunch, and then we were all done. Get some more browsing. Met up with the rest of the family. My sister picked me up in the car. And then that was it. We spent the rest of the time at home. My brother-in-law ordered out for pizza. And that was it. My first full day in the books at this point. While by no means the number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 at the end of the year 1983, that distinction goes to the police's every breath you take, one thing leads to another by the fix. Surely provides a great segue into Wednesday, albeit tangentially. For that reason, it's because the name of the album on which this song is located is entitled Reach the Beach. And that's what we did Wednesday morning. It was just my sister and I who went. This wasn't like last year where it was just me, my sister, and my nephew, and then my nephew had to call an early quit because the seaweed was making him sick. Well, no such things happened this year. Uh, you'll be glad to know, and I'm glad to report. However, I did have my usual date with the sunburn, and it's been a real bugger since I got home. I'll be the first to tell you that. I rubbed aloe lotion on, and thank goodness I packed a little bottle of that before I left. And things have been coming along well, and 
getting all those red spots out of there in the intervening days. I even rubbed it on sometime before I left, so I was busy doing that twice a day. But it was good, got in the water, did not bring any electronics with me, thank goodness. The iPod stayed home, stayed back at the cottage, I should say. Left that behind. And I stayed a little longer than my sister. So we got all the afternoon, got the morning's activities out of the way. After leftovers for lunch, my sister and husband decided, well, we're going to go back into Chatham and obviously had to take the nephew with them. So I said, well, I was there yesterday. I don't want to do the same thing twice. I've been in all the shops already, drunk my fill. So I said, all right, well, you can just stay at the house, do whatever you want. And I did. I took full advantage. I hopped in my car and I drove all the way to Provincetown, which is all the way at the very tip top of Cape Cod. Now, it was a rather nice day, but there were some rather not too, the winds weren't terribly strong. But I thought there'd be a hazard like sand might blow onto the roadway. So I said, well, I'll just turn off US 6 and go right onto 6A. And that's how I got into Provincetown. And I was looking to, you know, just see the place. I haven't been up there in a while, if ever. And I was looking for free parking. It was crowded as fudge. You thought I was going to actually drop an F-bomb now, weren't you? <laughs> uh, too quick for you, hey? But I found, like, the only free parking spot. All the spots were taken. I was going down a narrow side street other than 6A. It was crowded. There were people walking. There were people biking. There were cars parked on the side of the street. It was one way, so obviously it was narrow given all the cars that were parked there. It was a bit of a disaster, a gong show, a yard sale, if you will. So I just saw the town. What little I saw, I said, well, I'm just going to get back on Route 6, drive back to the house. It took like about an hour to get there. So that was it, the trip that wasn't to Provincetown. And, of course, my brother-in-law, thankfully, did not make any gay jokes because Provincetown is one of those LGBTQ-friendly communities. And I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. I'm here to provide the entertainment and a mental vacation from the stresses of the world and one's life. And I know last year Jim kind of made the joke about Provincetown because, well, me not having a girlfriend... He kind of thinks I'm homosexual. He, also, he doesn't know I do a podcast, nor does he listen to it. But thankfully, uh, he did not make any gay jokes. He didn't rib me with that kind of stuff. But there you go right there. It was not the best time I had, but you know what? Not the worst either. Now, saying one thing leads to another, that should also describe in some way my nephew's behavior the first part of the trip. He was... Decked down some of this pirate gear, like this fake mask. He had this fake sword, which the you know, the blade of which broke off. He never used it again the rest of the trip. Thank goodness. We didn't bother repairing. Like, yeah, just junk it out. You know, just junk it out. You know, all these all these Chinese-made materials. Terrorists be damned. So he had a little scimitar there. He's kind of playing around. And there are times where my brother-in-law just absolutely gave him. Didn't spank him or anything. You can't really do that no more. Just yell at him, ground him, take stuff away. And it was like that. The worst of it came Wednesday and then early Thursday, but he eventually snapped out of it. That's all I'm going to say about that. And speaking of Thursday, this was my next to last full day. Actually, my last full day on the Cape overall, my next to last day. We decided we're going to take a trip to Hyannis. Well, didn't you go to Martha's Vineyard this year? We decided not to. It was going to be limited service. Just wasn't going to play into our plan. So instead... It was back to the action center of Cape Cod, Hyannis. Of course, hit up my usual spots. I did not go to the Kennedy Museum like I did last year. 
It's like the Grand Canyon now. Like you've seen it, like the Griswolds, the Grand Canyon, and National Lampoon's Vacation. Like, all right, see it, let's go. So I did not set foot in that place. I did a little shopping. I got a hat. When I went to the Cape, I had neither hydration nor a way to protect myself from the sun. So I bought a hat at this place called Miss Mitchell's Gifts. I also bought a coaster that I could use at home for my drinks. Then afterwards, did a little more milling about. Got a bottle of water. Just drank that. And then did some milling about. Went to see the art shanties near the village green then i went to this little park got near the harbor rested in the village green took a little breather and then it was getting about lunchtime, so i hit up what has become by far and away my favorite place to eat my favorite joint to hit up whenever i'm on the cape especially hyannis give a shout out to everybody at the british beer company main street in hyannis massachusetts did very well i split up from the rest of the group Everybody was on their own for lunch, and by everybody, I mean me. Well, I did not have the John Lennon veggie wrap like I did last year, but this time I saw the Impossible Burger had made its way onto their menu. So I said, oh, I'll have that. So it came, and I did not get any cheese on it. It was just the burger with lettuce, tomato, served on two slices of focaccia bread, and there's no funny or dirty lines there, a side of a pickle, and another side I had like just a thing of jasmine rice. So I did not have any starch. I build up more carbs. I should have got starch. I should have like, yeah, get some potatoes in you. Get some starch, like the sweet potato fries and that. So that was delicious. And I told the waiter, I told the waitress who served me, this is my favorite spot to eat in all of Cape Cod. I really was complimentary with the food, the service, etc., etc. Only cost me about 14 bucks. Then afterwards, I did some more milling about, got, did some shopping. There was this cool place called Vanilla and Chocolate. This was not an ice cream store, but they sell a lot of pop culture gifts. I got one of these little souvenir tin mugs that have my name on it. It says, like, in case of an emergency, call Jason. He'll solve your problems. Hashtag source of all wisdom. I got that, and I got something else. I forgot what it was. I don't recall offhand, but that was it. Had a great time. Met up with my sister and her husband, my sister and her nephew, rather. Okay, actually, I met up with my sister at this little cupcake shop. She treated me to a cupcake, and then I wound up buying my nephew a cookie, with a chocolate chip cookie with, cho with rainbow sprinklers, or jimmies as they call it over there, already baked into the cookie. And it was delicious, and of course, I wound up treating I said, you got three singles? Like, oh, I'm treating them? Okay, you go, one, two, three, bing, 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 where you go. So I wound up treating my nephew to a cookie. My sister and I had already had cupcakes. I had a little mini cupcake. Uh, it was, I think it was Oreo chocolate chip cookie dough or something like that. So that was it. So we did a little more shopping. We went to the this little strip mall across from the Cape Cod Mall, a little shopping center, if you will. Now, I hate to put personal matters onto the podcast, but earlier that day, my brother-in-law had yelled at my nephew so loud, I don't know why this is, you'll have to forgive me for saying this, and please do not hold this against me if you see me on the street or on the interwebs, but I yelled so hard, I actually messed my pants in the front. I messed both a pair of undies and a pair of shorts that I was going to wear that day, so those two quickly went in the hamper. And I get a fresh pair of undies 
and of course the last pair of shorts I packed. So that meant I had to go get new ones. Thankfully, that we went to an old navy, and I was able to get those. And we made a few more stops, even though it was warm. The hunter was kind of uh, tired. I went to this. We stopped at this beef jerky. Actually, they went to this other store in Yarmouth, across from this little fun park where there was like a water park element. I could see there was a zip line. There was like a trapeze, like you were in the circus. Well, my sister and my nephew went off to this little cheapo toy outlet. I retreated to this beef jerky outlet. We have one of those near my house uh, in suburban Albany. But I said, well, tomorrow's the getaway day for me. I'm going to go get me something to eat. A little snack for the road, if you will. I've said that three times now. Dusty Rose must really like me. Anyway, I got this honey jalapeno traditional jerky stick. That was good. Ate that on the way home. And then we stopped at this little candy store in Dennis, the next town over. Got a pound of Laffy Taffy, 59 cents. A good deal, even for all that sugar. And then that was it. It was just fend for yourself, leftovers, etc., etc. And you'll be glad to know that my nephew had learned the error of his ways, or learned from them, I should say. Learned the folly of his ways. And it was a quiet night at the pad. And that leads us to Friday. I wanted to leave early, but I wanted to make sure I said goodbye to my host. Didn't want to give everybody the Irish exit. My nephew was very helpful in the morning with making the bed, and especially Friday when it came to taking the sheets off the bed, except for the bedspread, obviously. Getting the bath towels in there and helping his uncle Jason pack the suitcases. He was very helpful. In fact, we had loaded the stuff into the car. My brother-in-law had come back from his run and then when I left for, you know, left to go home for realsies, my brother-in-law was still in the middle of his workout. So right about 9 a.m., the same time I left Bullet House on Monday, I left for home on Friday. But I made the mistake of taking the bottles back immediately. There are some empties in a paper bag. We reserved that for the empties. So I said, well, better I did this sooner than later. Stopped at the Star Market. Got only 75 cents worth because these were bottles that could only be given the deposit, given the refund rather, in New York State. Had a little to do with the manager, nothing serious. So I said, well, you know what, just I'll throw them out, give me the 75 cents, and that'll be it. I'll be on my way home. Now, I made two stops, actually I made three stops. I went this first rest area, which is located not far from the I-495 exit of the Massachusetts Turnpike. Uh, took care of a small personal matter, I believe you know what it is. Then sat through murderous congestion near Worcester. Oh, that was awful. I think my dad and I coming back last year, we sat through that too. So it wasn't until about sometime before one o'clock till I made my way to the MGM Casino in Springfield. Now, when we went last year, it was one, we came home, it was one week away from its grand opening. Well, there are already promotions out for its one-year anniversary. I went in the parking garage, parked in the fourth level, Took the long walk to the elevators that took me down to the casino. And this is a huge facility that the MGM Springfield has uh, laid out. In fact, as I was leaving, I saw upstairs, there was this escalator where, you know, if you had enough money left over, you could treat yourself to a movie. They have a Regal Cinemas movie theater. You just got to go up the escalators. You go down from the parking garage to the casino, the gaming floor. 
looking straight ahead as you go out, you exit the elevators, you go through the doors, you have this little board of LCD screens, and they tell you what movies are playing and when they're playing them. So I'm like, well, if I go here, with, as long as my, uh, my dad's friend spends in that casino, it might take like three hours. I'm like, oh, if I get done early, oh, I got some more, I got some money left over. I'll, I'll go see a flick. I'll just tell dad, hey, uh, I'm going to go upstairs and go see uh, this movie. Like, for example, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now they go right there. So like a whole entertainment complex. Well, I got my MGM M Life Rewards card. Put $5 in a penny slot. Had it gone within two minutes. And I said, all right, well, that was a quick visit. Time to have lunch. And it was a pretty late lunch on my part there. Now, off the gaming floor somewhat, there's this, like this little food court. There's other fancier spots that are open only for dinner. But there's something of a food court called the South End Market. And you can get just about anything. There's a diner there. You can get noodles. You can get anything you want. There's something called the Hardy Grill. And they don't list specific menu items, but they list out by price. You can get like a protein only, protein with a side dish, protein with two sides, or you can get like soup salad, cheaper option. Well, I haven't had like a real lunch yet, so I got a salmon. So I got some protein. I had decided not to eat meat. I decided to do fish. I ate salmon, a little fillet of salmon, and for my size, roasted cauliflower, and believe it or not, for some reason, they also gave me roasted Brussels sprouts. That cost like $12 plus tax, but it was darn good. I like the cauliflower. The salmon was delicious. Brussels sprouts, eh, less said the better. So that was it. Walked off the floor, got back in my car. Now, here's the real sentimental part of this journey. If I had time, which I did, thankfully, I wanted to go visit my mom's hometown of Westfield, Massachusetts. For those of you who've been listening to this podcast for the last two plus years, you already know the origin story. But for any new, any new listeners, hello, made me feel great. Little stutter step there, never mind. But for any new listeners who may be coming to this podcast late, let me give you the brief origin story about how it came to be. My dear mother, Lois Bullet, passed away after a lengthy battle with leukemia lymphoma on the 30th of March, 2017 at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. My mom was a dear member of the family. She was very beloved, me especially. I really took her like that to her. We were like peas in a pod. And one of the things we liked to do was go on road trips hither, dither, and yither. Whether it was going to visit my now deceased grandma in her native Westfield, whether it was going to Boston, ironically, whether it was you know Disney World, whether it was you know, Burlington, Vermont, you name it, we went there, day trips, or stayed overnight in a hotel. My mom and I truly enjoyed being in each other's company, especially in those teenage years. She was a very consoling figure whenever I had trouble in my life, be it a teenager, high school years, college years, or, you know, adulthood, trying to figure all the stuff in my 20s where I would just be down in the mouth. My mom was a great sounding board, as well as a great traveling companion. And I had heard so much about what had happened in Westfield that I decided to go and visit. Well, I parked off the main street, found some parking, like two hours. I'm not going to spend that long. It was also her hometown's 350th birthday this year in 2019. 
And I just wish that she was alive to see not only that milestone in her hometown's history, but also all the wonderful changes that have been taking place. All these new businesses that have sprung up like mushrooms after a rainstorm. I mean, I drove past the commercial strip. There's a Starbucks now. There's a Five Guys. There's a 99 restaurant there. Park Square has been done up. It's way different than it was when I was a younger fella. That Russian supermarket, Victory International, is still there. Made a little trip, got a little bottle of water. I didn't spend too long in town. There's a new, like a used bookstore there now. The blue umbrella, not to be confused with the yellow umbrella in Chatham. And that was about it recently. And that was about it, really. So I got my car, drove past the new Voikovich Park, drove past my mom's you know, old church. Saw this other new park on the other side of the bridge. It used to be one bridge that went over the Westfield River. Now there's two going, one going one direction, the other going the other. I headed north toward the mass pike. Then I decided, while I'm here, I'm going to go pay my respects to those who have come before me. So I went to the cemetery. It took a little while to find the graves. I even texted my dad. I said, well, he had no response. But I did have an apparition, though. I don't know what kind of flowers that mom grew, like perennials every year, and they've been growing ever since she passed away. But I could see this familiar flower near this gravesite, and then I walked, and sure enough, it was the grave of my grandma taught Al, my grandpa taught Al, one of my uncles, and two other people whom I assume were my great-grandparents on my mother's side of the family. It was as though divine intervention had intervened and seen me, and, and God and mom showed me the way. So I paid my respects in the Catholic way, got back in my car, and I got home at 5 o'clock after fighting the infamous Capital Region rush hour traffic. I got to feed us, get the mail, and that was it. Back to work the next morning, believe it or not. So all in all, it was a great trip. Not as good as last year, but you know what? I can't complain. Beggars can't be choosers. Well, folks, thanks for taking the trip with me. I'll be gladly collecting gas money right now. And while you're doing that, I got some other podcasts I would like to shout out. First off, Cease Beastin', Beast on the Road. Just three days before I left, he dropped an episode with Joe Lafferty, a sportscaster and a cancer survivor. That was a great interview. Go and have a listen to that. And speaking of sportscasters, we have the return of the sportscasters. Steve Bennett is just back from his surgery. All went well. I listened to that podcast en route to the Cape. Two great interviews with Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders and Michael Fabiano, the head of fantasy football at the NFL Network. That was a great listen as I made my way to Chatham. Wrap up that leg of the journey. And also, no vacation for the Break It Down show, Pete A. Turner and John Leon Guerrero. Some great episodes I dug while I was on the Cape, including some actor by the name of Matthew Broderick. You may have heard of him. And also a great interview with cognitive psychologist Gary Klein. And of course, there was an album fight between two U2 albums of recent vintage, Songs of Experience and Song of Innocence. The latter of which was downloaded onto mine and everybody else's iPhone, Back in the early fall of 2014, the album release nobody wanted nor needed. So just out of protest, I really did not listen to that episode. It would be if they had Rattle and Hum versus, say, The Joshua Tree or The Unforgettable Fire. 
They did do a U2 album previously, 2001's All You Can't Leave Behind. That's senior year of high school for me right there. So give those podcasts a listen. And as far as my podcast goes, I get ready to head out the door yet again. Do me a huge solid. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform to which you're listening this podcast right now. Give me a good write-up, too, while you're at it. Give me the dap. You can follow me on the social media at 518 underscore. Actually, that's my Twitter civilian handle. Whoops. It's at keep underscore podcast on the social media. I'm sorry I forgot to front-load this, and I'm back-loading this now. This podcast can be followed on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. Instagram is Jason underscore 51838. There's the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page. As for listening to this podcast, there's Apple Podcasts I mentioned already. There's also Podbean. There's also the TuneIn app, Himalaya, or the podcast if you're choosing, as well as on your Android device. Or I hope to make it to Anchor FM sometime soon. I should probably do that before the summer's over. Well, speaking of things being over, that's this episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast in the books. I thank you for listening as he tries to gracefully make his way out, but trips on his way out through the threshold. I thank you as ever for listening. Never take the audience for granted. I'll talk to you on the next one, whenever that may be. And as always, and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.